are worlds between our own, and from these worlds there are written histories, both ancient and modern. To read of these testaments, scrawled in hidden places and on other things, you must fix your eyes uncomfortably within you, and if successful, your gaze will unlock the door behind raw imagination and meet the manuscript of innumerable folios known as the Dark Darkness. Hello, I'm Sharkchild, and this is the Dark Verse. Testament scrawled in hidden places and on nether things with the sole purpose of sharing with you a unique world of horror and fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep. Alright, so I have a new Facebook page that I need all of you to like, and that is the Dark Verse Facebook page, which is located at facebook.com slash the dark verse you can go there and like that page and uh have another source for your abundant news feed the story i am going to share with you in this episode is quite brutal to be honest so you know every once in a while i can get a little bit uh twisted with my stories i mean a lot of them are twisted but some are a little bit more likely to make you queasy (laughs) this is one of those so just a little warning or maybe you're excited to get this morning I kind of hope you are I mean yeah that'd be kind of cool if you're like oh yes now I have something to look forward to in this writing well if you're that person then you should be excited So here we go. This is episode 75 of The Dark Verse, and it is entitled The Truncation of Being by Folding Flesh. Words hold power of times before, to come, and times unknown. They can exist in form or invisible space. They can exist in colorful sight or invisible sound. Words create and words destroy. They convert the weak and overthrow the wise. It was words that in astronomical infliction determined my fate. Just words. But words are never just words. They are eternal. They are ageless. They are gods of communication and confusion, knowledge and history, discipline and encouragement, worship and cursing. A curse, yes, was what controlled my fate. A curse, spoken in words, was laid upon me as a bride is laid upon her wedding bed. Delicately, expectantly, soothingly, I was bathed in the glory of the warm embrace of a sweet phrase. It tinged my skin and eased my heart. Then it struck with its black truth. It struck like the regret of an ill decision. It stuck its roots deep into my soul and took hold, never to let go, never to show mercy. 
But how are spoken curses given assignments? Words hold no ownership. They are bound for no set destination. Many ears receive words, yet only one receives the curse, if so chosen. How does this present itself in the realm of logic? Such questions were never by me deciphered, but it did not matter, for the curse was real. And what is real, whether explained or not, holds place in the universe of action and diabolical reaction. The caster of the unthinkable curse resided in a crib of helplessness. He was nothing but a prospect for life. He was not even an influential individual within life. He had hands and feet and a smile like anyone else. He was man. He had no intention of evil, but it was this soul, his soul, that conjured that which demanded of me my life. I stood in my own home when the caster threw upon me the words of my demise. In front of him I stood, he who I had shown nothing but care and love to his whole life. When the words entered my ears they held warmth. They coursed down throughout my body, spreading that warmth, and with that warmth, comfort and light-heartedness. In a flash of peaking heat and overwhelming sensation, I fell to the floor and there lay for a long time. The caster did not come to my aid. He but stood and watched me, curious as to what before him occurred. I did not hold that or what he did against him, for words spoken are not always the known language. Words exist by sound, whether understanding is an ingredient or not. Therefore, words from beyond knowledge and time, despite awareness of them, have the potential to be brought forth into the atmosphere of life and inflict strange and ancient wounds. The caster of the unthinkable curse reached into this bag of astral verbiage. It was not his choice, but it was his tongue. At first, I did not know that it was a curse that had befallen me, for there were no immediate changes within me or my surroundings. But the changes became perceptible in the days thereafter, and I could not stop them. It started at my hands and feet. It was slow, very slow. The tips of my fingers and toes began to sink into themselves, much like the way the ends of a glove can be pushed within itself in the absence of a filling hand. But this folding did not occur over minutes or hours. It took days and weeks to noticeably progress. As the folding passed my nails, they bent backwards and peeled off. Then, after the nails and tips of my fingers and toes vanished, my first set of joints succumbed to the folding. Then the second set. Flesh, bone, vein, they all tucked deeper and deeper into me, compacting under cosmic force. It was the sensation of chipping a tooth, but worse and endless. It was the sensation of cracking a bone, but worse and endless. It was the sensation of being eaten alive by the mouths of invisible demons, possessed with the focus and steadiness of time itself, immune to fatigue, unchanged by action in the future, unstoppable. And as the curse progressed, so did the agony multiply at ever-increasing rates of unforgiving multiples. My hands and feet were soon gone, completely folded into my wrists and ankles. Then my hands and feet and wrists and ankles were completely folded into my forearms and calves. 
Then my hands and feet and wrists and ankles and forearms and calves were completely folded into my elbows and knees. For days on end I would scream to the wretched things that crawl in the voids of torment and dismay to release me of my pestilence. In my terror and blind insanity, I sought antediluvian masters of evils unknown with my tongue in efforts to concoct curses to repel my pain, even if the curse of death was the curse to befall my lips. But this curse from the caster had begun, and there was no ending it. There was no reversing the spell, no casting of a new spell to counter it, not even to prolong it. My discomfort was the sovereign lord of all possible misery. The pinnacle of ungodly suffering was mine to bear. Not a beast in all the universes, of all the dimensions, of all the times, had ever known such paramount affliction. If I had had a knowledgeable mind at the beginning of my nightmarish, otherworldly experience, I would have killed myself without hesitation or thought. But as I entered the mid-stages of my pandemic, I was incapable of any action. I had been hospitalized and put under intensive watch and to make my desire for death more reasonable. There were no medications that could help me, nothing that could even minutely ease my pain. With the functioning mouth untouched yet by the curse, I begged to be killed. I screamed with the rage of hell's fury to be butchered by any means. I would not have cared if it took one thousand stabs of a knife. I would not have cared if it took the duration of a week for a noose to choke out my breath. I would not have cared if the burning of fire had its way upon my flesh for ninety moons. My suffering was greater. No one would put me to death. Even with my refusal to eat and drink, I was forced to sustenance. I was a spectacle. I was a phenomenon. I was a specimen. I was a study of the petulant designs of prehistoric matter. But only I knew what I truly was. I was the being of supreme acridity, and the priest of doom's sermon to the present peoples of future's death and eternal enslavement. I was the evidence of forsakenness. After a couple months had passed since the initial infliction of the curse, the folding of my flesh infiltrated my loins and torso. I prayed fervently as the folding continued into such regions that death would follow. But it did not. The curse held more over me than pain. It held life. Inexplicable life. Impossible life. Even then, as eyes witness horrors more brutal than all imaginings bounty, I would not be put to death, although death assuredly was already mine, and could not be given to me. Assuredly, I had already entered a place unreachable by the living. I thought of good things no more. Not love, not pleasure, not hope, not dreams. I thought of nothing but death. My savior would be death, so to death my homage was poured. Death I wished to take me. Death I wished to molest me and play with me and devour me in bites of carnivorous ecstasy. But even death had forsaken me. The last journey of the curse began at my neck. Everything below had been folded away. By now, my speech was gone without my lungs, and my audible communication were but incomprehensible sounds of my clacking tongue. My eyes whipped back and forth horizontally without end. The stillness of unneeded breath saturated all else. Then my neck folded in. Then my jaw folded in. Then my mouth and the lower regions of my brain folded in. 
then my nose folded in, then my eyes and ears folded in, then my forehead and the rest of my brain folded in. I was left as a thimble of compacted person, before I folded completely into the beyond where the curse could continue to have its way with me. No one blamed the caster of the unthinkable curse for what he did. I even continued to see him until halfway through the curse's plague on me in the corporeal realm. But thereafter, his mother would not continue to bring him on her visits. I had become too grotesque to be seen by his innocent eyes. The caster of the unthinkable curse was my one-and-a-half-year-old son. That concludes episode 75 of The Dark Verse. If you want to listen to all of the past episodes, you can download them from thedarkverse.com or you can find them all on iTunes. Also, if you have a moment, please rate my podcast on iTunes. You can find my book, From the Passages of Revenants, The Dark Verse, Volume 1, on my site, thedarkverse.com where you can purchase a signed copy. It's hardcover with imitation leather and foil stamping and cool black dustings on all the sides. It's one of the most unique books ever, of course, because that's my standard. Um, I also have a Kindle version of that book on Amazon. You should check that out. It's only $4.99, so that's easy. That's like pocket change. You can just scoop some change out of your pocket and Put it into your computer, aka bank account, and uh, uh, buy the book. Sorry, I always record these podcasts really late at night, and I'm just kind of letting myself flow, if you will, uh, at the end of this episode. So, yeah, sorry, and see you later. All stories on the Dark Verse are the sole property of Sharkchild and cannot be used for distribution, publication, or monetary gain without my written consent. Sleep deeply and remember to love.